We're going for some big standing energy this episode. Oh, BSE. I had left my desk in standing position on Friday at the end of work because I just had a bunch of boring data stuff to do for the last half of Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I just put on some music and was working on it with my desk in standing position. And then it's just kind of been there. And I was like, well, let's just keep it that way for this recording. Keep the momentum, you know? Yeah, keep churning forward. That's right. That's right. Because honestly, I, I do want to use, like, this desk is a sit-stand desk. It's a very nice desk. I should use it in the stand position more frequently than I do. Mm-hmm. And I know every time I've, the few times I've done an episode standing at this desk, as opposed to standing, like, at a dresser out of necessity when I'm in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> I I typically say this, but I also mean it every single time. I just tend to forget. So... Maybe I need to like set myself reminders to stand during the day or something like that because I know it's worth it. And I did it for two years in San Diego, and there's no reason I can't continue. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. I suppose How... you stand most days, so. Yeah, I stand a lot. How high is your standing desk, like on your body? Like, oh, that's a good. Question. Is it to? Um... The surface is, let me just like stand up right next to it to get an accurate reading. The surface is like extremely close to my belly button. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because it's basically the height at which I can place my keyboard and feel comfortable typing. Hmm. That's the main thing is like when in San Diego, I always had a problem where the standing desk that they gave me was far too low. Like it was... Mm-hmm. at least six inches too low and so if i were to try and type on it you'd have to like angle your wrists you know mm-hmm. like it would be very uncomfortable so i'd always be like trying to find raising keyboard i would have like a keyboard tray that was just the size for a keyboard and so then i'd have to go get like a stack of books for my mouse pad <laughs> mm-hmm. so that my mouse was also at the correct height and it was a whole thing and so this desk can just kind of freely go up and down um, to the centimeter is how the scale works. Mm. So I have it at this height, which is comfortable for me to be standing and typing and using my mouse with. Yeah. If, I, if I wanted to, like, write, then it would be uncomfortable at this height. It would need to be even higher for me to comfortably write. Mm-hmm. But for typing, the, given the keyboard that I use, it's the correct height for that. And then... My monitor is just on a on a vase mount, mm-hmm. so it's connected to the back of the desk, and it's kind of it basically just ends up at the correct height for sitting or standing for me. Yeah, so works out well. Mm-hmm. I was just curious because as you were saying that about your desk, I like looked at my desk. So, do you remember my desk setup at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit at least. So it's like it's like a bookshelf. With a desk that, like, attaches to one of the shelves and then, like, has a leg on the other side to hold it up. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at it. I was just, like, looking. I was, like, hmm. The height between these shelves is, like, not unreasonable to be the difference between a comfortable sitting and standing height Hmm. for a desk. So I, like, quickly stood up and was, like, huh, this goes right to my belly button. I wonder if that's an appropriate height for a standing desk. (laughs) Like, it feels like it would be. Yeah. And it seems like it is. There you go. If I maybe... 
I don't know. I don't think I, I don't use my desk enough to justify making that a project, but it could be fun mm-hmm. to convert my height into a, or my desk into like a, some sort of a sit stand desk, but it'd be too much of a pain, I bet. Yeah. Like you want it, you want the conversion process to be easy. Yeah. You want to be able to press a button and it happens. Yeah. So ours has, cause it was initially purchased for Aaron, right? When we first moved into this apartment, it was still COVID. We were both working from home. And so this desk was out in the living room and it was Aaron's. Mm-hmm. And I was just using the desk that my, like my smaller desk that my dad had built me in college that I've been using for years now. And then when Aaron started going to the office, I took over the desk. But it still has um, four presets, one, two, three, four, that are mapped to Aaron sitting, Aaron standing, Mark mm. sitting, Mark standing. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of how it still works. And that's, and that's super nice. It's like I don't have to fiddle with it. I found the correct height, and it is set up so that I know – is as long as I only go between my sitting and my standing, like everything with the cables is fine. Everything under the desk is fine. It only runs into slight issues if Aaron tries to use it because she likes the desk lower than I do. And then she has to keep mm-hmm. in mind that if she goes much lower, she will destroy everything under the desk because the desk mm-hmm. will just run into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did break a cable once because of that. Uh, but other than that, it's great. Mm-hmm. So I do have, there's actually a thing I wanted to talk about in this intro, okay. is that Aaron and I, for the first time in I don't even know how long, went on like a suburban shopping trip together. Hmm. Like I can't remember the last time we had done that in like while we were living here. So like when we go back to Minnesota, sure, sometimes we'll go run to Target or whatever. But here... We pretty much never do, because to do that, you have to get in the car, go on the freeway, drive 15 minutes, and then you're in an area that has all of the, like, suburban-style shopping areas, mm-hmm. you know, like, distributed malls of just different stores and stuff. So we went to a Target and a Trader Joe's today. Hmm. And especially Trader Joe's was, like, a real, like, I haven't, I haven't been to a Trader Joe's in quite a while. Yeah? So. Did you enjoy it? I mostly did. I was just, I was honestly sitting a little stressed because the difference is out here, there is not an abundance of parking in the way that there is back where we grew Uh up. Most places in the Midwest where, you know, parking is always uh, a highly dedicated space in a construction project for better or for worse, Yeah, you know, but so it's just, it's all the same stuff, but it's just a little bit more crowded. And also, we didn't go into Trader Joe's with a super, super clear vision. Mm-hmm. So it's like we had things we knew we were going to get because Aaron was planning on making a couple of specific things. But then it's also like, well, we also just haven't been to Trader Joe's in a while. So I mm-hmm. guess we'll just grab some stuff that appeals to us, which at Trader Joe's is a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it was like this first time, it's just like we haven't gone out I haven't, like, driven over here and gone shopping for an extended period of time, especially with another person, in a long time. Mm -hmm. I've I've driven to this area and gone to, like, Dick's Sporting Goods for a couple things. I drove Erin, one of her friends, to a Total Wine once, like, before we were married for a wine tasting. Um... But that was a little... I wasn't really much a part of that. I, like, went to a Starbucks and read a book while I was waiting for them. 
So it was just a little weird, but it was good. And it's, it's just funny because unlike the suburbs where you just get on roads that are like, you know, the speed limit's 45, 50 miles an hour and you drive for 10, 15 minutes and you go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Here it's the same. It's only 15 minutes away, but you have to like get on the freeway. And mm-hmm. it just feels more segmented because of that. It, it's kind of hard to describe it. And part of it is that I'm just not used to it. So it just feels more like a whole thing in a way that it's yeah. not where I'm used to being. Or the 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 scenery as you're going from one place to another is very different. Mm-hmm. And so that that was different. The parking situation was worse. It was more like being on the outskirts of Minneapolis or something like that. Like immediately outside of Minneapolis where... You get that, like, city-style Trader Joe's tucked away in a little side area with not a lot of parking. Mm-hmm. But it worked out well, and we'll be going back, not every week, but maybe, like, every other week or so, because I forgot how cheap it is, especially out here. That's very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth a 15-minute drive every other week to go get, like, spices that are way cheaper and some meat that's way cheaper and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it has its benefit. I'm a big fan of Trader Joe's. My family, like, always has been. It just, like, never quite stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's going back. It's good. It feels like... But to me, it feels like the type of place that, like, I normally wouldn't go there with just, like, a shopping list. Like... Oh, I agree. It's, it's one of those places where you go there for... Like, they have certain things that just they have because they really only carry their, like, in-house brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you go there to get those things, and, like, if there's one or two other, or, like, a small handful of other, like, staple items that they just happen to have. Yeah, I agree. You might get them, but... But at the same time, there's there's a good amount that's worth going there for. So, like, the spices, yeah. like, going to the Safeway down the street and walking there, it's like every, every spice is at least $4, at least, and that's for, like, the cheapest, mm. cheapest, you know, th- container of something. Wow. And at Trader Joe's, it's, like, two bucks. Wow. So, there, there was a lot that was cheaper. Chicken thighs, bone-in skin-on chicken thighs, which we now like a lot because they're really easy to cook in the air fryer. Uh-huh. Uh, those were $2 a pound at Trader Joe's. Holy today. cow! Yeah. So, we got, like, four pounds, mm-hmm. I think, of them to just throw in the freezer and then pull out when we need them. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and it was also weird going back to Target uh, for something other than, like, just some random thing. Because we were going there, and Aaron needed some clothes, so we were doing that. And then we were also getting a few random kitchen things that, like, weren't picked up on the registry or we kind of realized we needed now that we have some more stuff and we need to reevaluate some of the storage and organization in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we need to get like a little shelf to put somewhere. We wanted a, like a fruit basket mm. kind of thing. It's like a two tier or it's like a, you know, a two layered yep. one um, that we can put somewhere. And then I got myself a slap chop because I wanted one of those. <laughs> Uh, not, not the actual made for TV, um, slap chop, but like an OXO brand slap chop. Uh-huh. And then a meat thermometer. Cause we don't have one of those. That's a good thing to have. No, I, it's a meat thermometer is something that I bought one time and I was like, I feel so stupid buying this, but like I have used it multiple times and every time I'm like, I'm so glad I bought this. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, 
And half the time, it's not even for meat. <laughs> or, like, some of the time, it's not even for meat. Yeah. Like, what was it? Oh, one day I was wondering, like, how high my hot water heater was set. Because it, like, seemed like it wasn't set very high. Okay. But it's like, how else do you verify this? Sure. Other than just, like, running as hot of water as you can and seeing what temperature it is. Mm-hmm. And that, yep. like, gave me the kick in the keister to be like, yeah, I need to, like, complain to get access to my hot water heater again because this is stupid. Sure. Yeah, no, it'll, uh, we just got, you know, not a super expensive one, but one that should just get the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to be perfect. You just want to be confident if you're cooking something that, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it's mostly chicken. Chicken's the only thing that I'm ever concerned about. Yeah. Um, I understand using it for steak if you're cooking a particularly nice steak um, and you want to make sure that you get it done the exact correct amount. Mm-hmm. In that case, you're more worried about it being overdone. Uh, but the way that we tend to cook steaks is on a pan and it's pretty much impossible to overcook the steak as long as it's a sufficient thickness. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's not like we, like we don't roast a whole turkey or anything like that. Yeah. Last year we did a chicken for Thanksgiving, but we did it in the air fryer and it's, you know, we mm-hmm. were pretty confident and it turned out great. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it'll be good to have, but yeah, just going back to target and just roaming around was an experience it's been a while uh-huh yeah i bet you want to know something else i used my kitchen thermometer to do hmm. something that i always like had heard about but i was like it was like people like telling doneness of meats by like texture and so i used it to help teach myself and to feel confident in being able to tell if chicken was done by touch hmm it's not like something that if I was like really sketched out and worried about other people's safety, like if it's something for other people, I would maybe not do it. But like, I got, I've gotten very used to being like, oh yeah, okay, that is that's the texture of cooked chicken. I'm okay with this. Yeah, like the only way to get used to not using a thermometer is to use a thermometer to confirm yeah. your your abilities. Yes, I understand what you're saying. And so that was a that was a useful skill. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. But. Yeah. The, uh, so the other thing, the final thing that we got at Trader Joe's, which after I got it, I looked it up online and reviews weren't great, but I decided, you know what? Let's try the Trader Joe's brand bourbon. Oh. Are they going to be able to pull off a... Um, I know what I'm buying tomorrow night. You know, a Costco Kirkland brand style. Uh, it's actually pretty good, right? Yeah. So I meant to... Aaron suggested that we test it directly against. We have another nicer bourbon mm-hmm. um, that we don't have much left of it, uh, but we did not get around to yet directly comparing them. So I may have to try and remember to come back to this next week. Okay. Uh, but the internet does not like it, as far as I can tell. Uh, most people think that there are better $15 bourbons that you can buy. It's a 15 <laughs> Okay, I'll try to pick it up this week and... Compare compare as well because i'm curious now <laughs> yeah our hey. our likely plan now is we're having some people over this saturday for like a movie night mm-hmm. and we got a big thing of apple cider also from trader joe Ooh. so odds are we'll just use the cheap bourbon and like if people want to add mm-hmm. like a bit to that then they can use that bourbon because mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter yeah so yeah that would work too was it somebody recommended me to pick up one of the wines at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and oh my god it's so good 
It's yeah. so if you like like just ever so slightly sparkling white wines that are just sweet AF and could be drank like <laughs> juice, then Trader Joe's has a wine for you. It's like their frick, what is it? It's like Sasha B or Sarah B, I think. Sure. No, my mom used to shop, and my little sister, and my older like my family was definitely a Trader Joe's alcohol section group. Yeah. For sure, whether that was the, like, random beers that they had or their cheap wine. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we already have plenty of wine, Mm -hmm. uh, so. Probably far better. Well, the main thing that we have is a case of wine from the wedding that I drove back with. Mm. So a very nice red wine oh, yeah. that Aaron wanted a case of. You have you. You're right. So we have that, um, and actually, this is a nice thing there. Well, uh, this was a good idea that Aaron had. So, a coworker of mine has an Etsy shop where he takes old wine bottles and he cuts them, you know, in half height wise. So you just have the bottom part of the wine bottle. And then he makes his own candles in the wine bottles. Hmm. And so I messaged him. Aaron was because I I got one of these for Aaron for Valentine's Day this year. Once I he like posted in our work Slack, being like, "Hey, this is a thing I do." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Ooh, this is right up Aaron's alley. <laughs> this is perfect." So I got her one. And then Aaron was like, "Hey, you should ask him if we got him a bottle or two, like an empty bottle or two of our wedding wine. Would he make candles out of those?" Mm-hmm. And I messaged him. He was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, not a problem at all. It's the same price as just a regular one. Um, he was like, just a heads up that, you know, glass cutting is not foolproof. I have about a yep. 90% success rate. And I said, we have a case of wine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're as, correct as about as, 90%, you're yeah, good to exa- go. <laughs> exactly. Like, we only want, like, one or two candles. So if we have a few flubs, we'll have spares and still have enough empty bottles for Erin to do whatever she wants to do with, like, a whole empty bottle if she wants to keep one of those for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So. Yup. Nice. You know what else is nice, unless we want to keep talking? Ah, right, go for it. Grand Avenue by Mike Thompson. I start repositioning where I keep windows when we record, because I always have to move the little like Skype pop-up window, because it always sits right over the X for the freaking banner ad at the bottom. Add, add it to your to-do list on Sundays is to... <laughs> Is to when I open Carefully up... Carefully arrange your windows before recording, like I when, do. Yeah, when Mark picks up my call, moves the freaking thing to not the place I always move. Because, like, I already move it there. That's the problem. Like, I'm already That's moving hilarious. it. That's hilarious. And then every time when I read a comic, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want this here. Yeah, I do wish that Skype pop-up window... I wish it was a... Maybe there is a setting to, like, not have that mm-hmm. <laughs> exist. I kind of doubt it, but I would like it. I was going to say, because I also have... I don't I'm think I've ever used it. General. <laughs> On close. Keep Skype running. Sure. Keyboard shortcuts. Well, while you're searching for that, in this comic, we've got uh, we've got two people. We've got a man and a woman. And the woman, they're outside. The woman looks like she's been, she's got a rake in her hands. The man's walking up to her and she says, I raked up all the leaves and put them in a huge pile right over there. The man excitedly runs off in the direction of the pile and suddenly, clang! It cuts to the woman looking at the pile 
the man face first in the pile, feet sticking out, and stars coming out of the pile, presumably him being concussed as she finishes on top of the fire hydrant. Ha. Yikes, so, I will let you injury. know, I did just experimentally determine that just Xing out of that little window does not quit the call or anything. <laughs> so you can just X out of it, and oh. it should be okay. Yeah. I thought in the past that it did hang up the call, so I was a little worried, but I figured, worst case scenario, it's not that big of a deal. While well, I was reading the comic not correctly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... So yes, now now you don't have to move it. You can just destroy it. Mm-hmm. It is destroyed. Anyway, I do want to discuss. I, so I, I did hear. Did you get a? Did you get snow where you were the other day? I did not. I was okay. baffled You're when I heard about people getting south? snow. Yeah. Okay. And my dad had talked to me the day right before, talking about all the leaves he wanted to rake up the next day. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, that's funny. He's not happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I I do want to talk about, you know, autumnal nostalgia for us. What was your fall situation, your leave situation like growing up? Uh, I would rake leaves. That was a job I always had, mm-hmm. uh, was raking leaves. And I, I was okay with raking leaves. It wasn't too bad. We had big enough trees in the yard that definitely got some, like, pretty solid leaf piles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I don't know, I feel like... Did you jumpy- also bag the leaves? Yes. Okay. Yes, we would frequently do that. Um, and I feel like I very much enjoyed the process of, like, taking a bag that is, like, a certain size and fitting what appears to be, like, ten times more leaves into that space. Mm, yeah. I was very... I very much enjoyed that process of the magic involved. Mm-hmm. I I do enjoy that. Um, okay, so you did bag them. Um, did you do? Did you ever do anything interesting? Like, or were the bags just you know pretty quickly taken away to wherever they were taken away to? Mostly that. Never did any of those like old. I guess they don't exist anymore, and you probably couldn't even get them if you wanted. Hmm. But like the the cheesy Halloween bags, like where you can make like an octopus or something out of them, you know. I've never seen that. Well, we just had ones that were regular bags, but had like jack. They were orange and had jack o' lantern faces on them. Okay. So not quite as creative, but they were effective <laughs> in decoration. Uh-huh. <laughs> like an octopus. Like it's a, like a stitched trash bag that you have to like stuff the various parts. No, it was like it was like a set of trash bags. So like there was one oh. big round one, and then a couple like. Probably, like, eight long ones. You'd have to, like, rubber band them together or something in a particular way? I I think if I remember right, they were... Like, I never actually like, used them, so it was just based on the picture on the box. Oh. But they appeared to be, like, big enough that they would just, like, sit down next to each other. So what makes you think that these wouldn't exist anymore? I thought they, like, were... Lots of areas, like, were phasing out or outright banning... The use of plastic garbage bags for leaf disposal. Oh, really? I just didn't know that. I've I've been my finger has not been on the pulse of the Midwest for quite a while. It doesn't yeah. help that my parents lived in a townhome for like eight years or whatever. Uh huh. So they also didn't have to deal with leaves. Yeah. So I'm not sure that they knew what the situation was either. 
And now they live in like they have a little bit of yard and then woods. So they just they literally have a leaf blower and they will leaf blow the yard <laughs> until the leaves are off in the wooded area. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah. Interesting. Raking and disposing of leaves. Like I'm pretty sure the area that I was living in. Let's just let's in just Illinois. put in the county. I'll see what uh what Hennepin County has to say for us. Yard waste such as grass clipping leaves and branches is a valuable resource. It is illegal to put it in your household garbage. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know. Bag yard waste for pickup in compostable bags, which includes paper bags yep. or certified compostable plastic. Mm-hmm. All right. But that doesn't mean that they can't have fun compostable bags. Well, paper bags are a lot... And... Or certified compostable plastic. Yeah, I got some feelings about those words. Um, I know, but I'm just saying that is all the people who want to make a fun octopus set of uh, leaf bags needs. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm going to look this up. Amazon fun Halloween leaf bags. Or let's 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 just go straight to compostable as an option. So there's lots where that are the aforementioned orange with jack-o'-lantern faces. Here's one that's a spider. Two-piece Halloween spider lawn bags. So it's unclear to me. Let's see. Super value pack. Um, unique design. Easy to use. These Halloween yard designs are constructed of high-quality material, which makes them... Weather-resistant, waterproof. So that's, these are probably not allowable for disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, endless fun. It is unclear. So I'm trying to figure out from the picture how one puts this together. But it does seem like it is literally a single bag where you have to stuff the legs. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Also, it says it's a spider and there's only six legs. So there's also that. But the thing is, if you wanted to, in theory, you could stuff this bag and then, after you're done with your decorations, take them out and put them into a compostable bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I am looking. Can I find compostable ones? I don't know. But point taken on the um, environmental aspect. I hadn't thought of that. Does make a lot of sense, though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so that's the leaf situation. What about costumes? I was thinking about all this because the main, the, the biggest selling point, or not selling point, the biggest indicator that we had arrived into Suburban Shopping Center USA was mm. can you guess what in the corner of the strip mall area uh what are the orange yellow th- or orange round th- uh pumpkin patch pumpkin sales. a spirit halloween store oh i'm so wrong <laughs> i was so confident <laughs> a spirit halloween store in for the month yeah still don't understand their business model but whatever uh, but yeah, that's what, what I was just what a, about to say. Is like that's such a weird business model. How does it work? Like I don't know. I don't know where their stuff goes in between seasons. <laughs> also, like who like runs everything? Like man, now I know, I'm going to look this up. Spirit Halloween. They do have an online store. How do Spirit 
Halloween stores work. <laughs> There's a Vox. There's an NPR. Here's how the retailer does it. In the world of spooky commerce, there's one name that rises above the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 1,400 locations in the U.S. and Canada. Let's see. Okay, so here's uh, someone who says, and I quote, Spirit is pretty much a bottom feeder business that works only at the expense of other stores. If there weren't vacant storefronts, this business wouldn't exist. Okay. From January to August, the company spends its time scouring the country and scoping out properties for temporary leases. And a big part of what makes this a reliable process for Spirit Halloween is that these abandoned spaces are otherwise unusable within local economies. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't answer the question of, hey, where does all this stuff go? But they do have a website, so odds are they just have, like, some crazy amount of warehouse space that they're also able to operate. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess people point out that, like, if they have unsold merchandise, they don't really have to take a loss on it. They just have to move it to wherever warehouse storage they're already paying for. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> did you go to Halloween stores? Like, what sort of stuff did you guys do? I don't feel like we, like, ever went to Halloween stores, to be totally no? honest. Like, I've, I have been to one before, but it was mostly just, like, to walk through because I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very... Uh, not helpful with this question. <laughs> I was like, I, like I'm just curious. Like, like, when it came to costumes or whatever, like, what did you guys do? Like, I've been there to look for costumes, but I feel like I don't have strong memories associated with it. Because to be honest, I'm not a fan of Halloween. Hmm. We get to the rub. Yeah, like I, I could care less about Halloween completely. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> Sorry to bring this up so late in the conversation. I mean, if we're being honest, I'm not, like, a fan of Halloween as a holiday either. And so, like, I have very few memories associated, or, like, I have some very specific memories associated with Halloween, but, like, not much past that. Like, I don't really have many memories associated with, like, the costuming process most years. It was mostly, like, a chore that had to be done before this holiday that I didn't really care about. That always required like a odd level of creativity that I didn't really always appreciate. <laughs> I mean, creativity is certainly one thing that can help in a costume. It's not necessary. I can tell you that from experience. Like creativity and or like creative problem solving and or just like having good ideas. I feel like maybe that's it. Maybe not creativity. Having decent quality ideas. Well, it depends on whether you're just buying a costume or not. Yeah, but I also, I don't know. <laughs> I also feel like unless you're spending a lot of money on a costume, just buying a costume is a really crappy way to go. Like, they almost always just suck really bad. Well, that's definitely true. That's why you have to go for ones that are baggy, so ghosts and such. <laughs> My favorite costume was the... Um, the uh, scary dude from the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. The big white face and the black cloak. Yeah. Because you don't really need much else. Like, it can fit anyone as long as you're the, the not too tall for the particular size of costume. Mm-hmm. And it's sufficiently creepy. I, for a couple years, was able to do my favorite thing from that, that other older kids used to do to me, where... 
you dress up in a costume where it's not obvious that a person necessarily has to be in it, and you yep. sit at the front step and you be very, very silent and quiet until you're able to scare someone. <laughs> until you murder somebody by scaring them until they have a heart attack. Exactly. And I was very successful at that in that costume. Nice. That, that's basically my main memory. Like like late elementary school, early middle school was like prime Halloween time. And then it quickly got to the point where I wasn't dressing up anymore. And it just became incredibly unimportant. Mm-hmm. And it still kind of is. Like in the San Diego, my roommate and I, well, actually it was mainly just me who did this. But I was like, yeah, sure. We'll sign up to be one of the like places that are cool with uh kids coming up to us for candy Mm -hmm. you know and i got all the candy and stuff and then it turned out we had like 10 kids show up and then i had a lot of candy left over so Mm -hmm. that's great luckily our our current apartment is also doing they've they've lightened up covid restrictions enough now that they are doing a uh you know a proper candy situation where yeah, a form was sent out to everyone in the building, and I was like, hey, if you want to be someone where parents know they can knock on your door, like, say yes on this form, and we will give you a, like, little jack-o'-lantern paper thing to put up on your door on Halloween, and then people will show up between these hours, I think it's just like 5 and 8 p.m., and you can have some candy. So, Aaron and I are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because that is the fun part. Like, it is fun from the adult perspective, seeing all the little kids who are excited about it and giving them candy. Like, that is just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I got out of Halloween. Be- and also, I wasn't, like, in an, you know in a neighborhood or whatever that was predisposed to um, the, the trick part of trick-or-treating, <laughs> you know? No one was going around pranking people or doing anything mean and or illegal or whatever so that's also good so i have like nostalgic feelings for being a young person with halloween but otherwise don't currently care that much about it Mm -hmm. i also just don't like dressing up yeah i'm not a fan of dressing up yeah especially as an adult you want to know who else doesn't like to dress up i've got a guess or two but i'll hear what you think pickles funny because i know pickles by brian crane oh my goodness this is so small um we have an older woman ironing and uh, from off screen we have someone yell oops sorry and uh the woman looks off to the right where the noise is coming from and in walks a younger blonde woman um, saying, Yeesh, that was embarrassing. And the old woman says, What's wrong, Sylvia? And the younger woman says, I accidentally walked in on Dad in his underwear. And the old woman says, Oh, dear. Well, it could have been a lot worse. And um, without re- she doesn't really expand on that. Instead, she just clarifies I mean, a lot worse. And uh, the younger woman now just kind of sulks off, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, go- I'm going to go wash my eyes." Brutal. 
Yeah, brutal. Uh, you iron very often? <laughs> no, I don't own an iron. Wait, what? I feel like we've talked about this before, at least. I'm sure we have now that not, you say not that. Not in just but the, like... I- do not, not remember in this that broadest answer. sense. We've probably talked about it in travel because I remember you talked about like your your shower approach to getting wrinkles out of clothes. Oh yeah, the shower hack. I used that when I was in San Diego for a work trip. Does it work uh, in August? It it was fine enough. I it didn't. I don't think it quite got steamy enough for it to be really helpful. But oh yeah, you got to be like borderline ruining the bathroom for it to work well. Yeah, uh, but like it didn't. Water not dripping work. down the walls. Yeah, it didn't not work. Okay. I guess. I think it was a slight improvement. Uh, but it was also just for a pair of shorts, so it wasn't a huge deal either way. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, I don't own an iron. At least I don't think we own an iron. We definitely don't have an ironing board, so pretty sure we don't have an iron. Uh, so, no, I've ironed a few things a few times, mostly in high school, for band concerts. Mm-hmm. But I just, as as has been established many a time... Mark DGAF. I, I it's not that I don't care, it's that I Could don't wear clothes less. that need ironing. Okay, that's fair. Like I very rarely wear dress clothes that would need any sort of ironing. And yes, in theory I could go iron my t-shirts or whatever, but I'm not now, going to. You, that would that would be <laughs> the most anti-Mark thing possible. That's why I said in theory, like like there are sure <laughs> there are people who do that to their clothes. I am not one of them. Yeah, I, and those people are sad people who need to get a therapist ASAP. Exactly. I carefully fold my clothes and they don't get that wrinkled. Yeah. Did I tell you that I learned a cool folding trick? Oh, please tell me. I mean, it's hard to explain. I think all I can do is send you the link. It's allegedly Japanese. Um, Japanese shirt folding. It's pretty legit. Okay, so this one has weird music in the background, but I'm just going to show this to you. Or I'll send you the link in the Skype chat. Boom. Something new and novel to keep me interested and get me folding the laundry that's sitting on my couch. Honestly, it's really fun. It has been Once sitting on my couch for a I'm couple I'm still days. not super good at it, but let me know when it's playing. I think you should just watch it. It's only 40 seconds. I'm hitting add right now. Okay. And I'm going to skip it in two, one, skip. Okay. Yeah, you pinch. You pinch, pinch. (laughs) Flippin' wizardry! Wait, what? (laughs) Right? I really want to go grab a shirt to see if this is actually real, but like... It is. It's like... And then you like pull it out and flip it, and it just like works. What? It's kind of hard getting the proportions correct. Like, that's my biggest issue, is it oftentimes won't come out like rectangular. I'll get kind of a trapezoid. Yeah. But it is still pretty fun and cool to show off at parties. It's like when you learn a new way to tie your <laughs> shoes or something. <laughs> so I see what kind of guy marks out at parties. He takes his shirt off so he can so- show people how to fold it. Exactly. You're the kind of guy who would take out an iron and ironing board and show people how to iron their clothes. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, yeah, I would. Take out an ironing iron ironing board and then take someone else's shirt off of them to iron it because it was pissing me off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I promise I would not do that. Let's just be clear here. So that's what I learned um, about a month ago or so. It was right around fun. the wedding, I think. I'm definitely going to try across that this that. week. It's fun. Do you have more ironing questions? Uh, Not that we need to go into. We'll save Maybe. them for another day. 
yeah, sure. No, my questions were all about <laughs> washing your eyes, actually. Mm. Perfect. But we can save that for another day. I'm sure there's other good comics for washing eyes. Aaron had a whole thing about that right leading up to the wedding. Actually? Yeah, I think it was a day or two before the wedding. We She got taken to urgent care. Oh, no. Because she suddenly woke up. She was, like, going to bed and all of a sudden yelled, like, ow, right next to me. And she was, like, her eye, she was, like my eye is really hurting me. And the next morning, it was, like, super red and stuff. Oh. And, like, we just couldn't figure out what it was, oh, like, no. at all. And so I think the doctor determined, like, as best they could tell, like, maybe it was, like, a slightly scratched cornea. Yeah. But, like, wasn't totally sure, and we weren't sure what it could have come from. And eventually, like, it just sort of went away, like, even, like, by the time the wedding happened, she was, like, pretty much fine. But it was still scary, because it just sort of happened out of nowhere. Yeah. So. I don't know if this is real, but I th- it's what I was told has probably been what happened to me before. It's like, if your eye dries out a little bit, like, parts of the surface of your eye can kind of, like, come off, like, yeah. like, flake off, and then, like, now you have particulate in your eye and so like rubs around and like scratches up your eye and so your eye can get like really irritated Mm. yeah it could have been something like that aaron also thinks that she used the wrong contact for a day so slightly wrong shape i guess yeah and that could have irritated something like who knows like it was inexplicable in terms of like you can't really pin it down to anything for certain it was just incredibly unfortunate and kind of scary in the moment. 